Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It turns out Senator Joseph McCarthy was right. His problem, though, was he was just about 60 years too early. This week, McCarthy was vindicated. He was right to fear a communist takeover of our country from within. He just didn't live long enough to see what we saw this week in all its appalling glory. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff defending the dissemination of overtly Marxist propaganda to our troops. You can't grasp the full horror of Army General Mark Milley's statements unless you understand what he was defending. He made it sound like he was a backer of diversity. Backing diversity is great for cohesion. Inclusion is great for cohesion. This is not that. This is pure, raw Marxist ideology. Specifically, According to the liberal source, U.S. News and World Report, Milley was defending the Navy's top officer's distribution of a reading list that includes Ibram X. Kendi's How to Be an Anti-Racist. And Milley made a smart bet that most people hadn't read it, and nobody wants to be a racist, so how could you possibly question it? Let me tell you what's in that book. It's currently considered the gold standard of critical race theory, which is nothing but repackaged Marxism. Kendi claims the only way we can end racism in our society is by forming something called the Department of Anti-Racism in the federal government. It would be completely independent of and totally unaccountable to any elected branch of government. And it would have the power to nullify, veto, or abolish any law at any level of government, state or federal, that it found racist, and it could silence and curtail the speech of any political leader or American it deemed to be racist. The federal department would take, could take, and redistribute land if it chose. And its true purpose would be the overthrow of capitalism, since, according to Kendi, quote, in order to be truly anti-racist, you have to be truly anti-capitalist. This is why parents of school kids all over the country who've gotten a look at what critical race theory really is are flipping their lid and being dragged out of hearings by police. What else do critical race theorists propose? One of them, a prominent one, UCLA law professor Cheryl Harris says that it'll require suspending private property rights. All of them. 
seizing land and wealth and redistributing them along racial and some class lines. Now that you understand exactly what Army General Mark Milley was defending, listen to his comment and you can truly grasp how terrifying and appalling it actually is. On the issue of critical race theory, et cetera, um, I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. Uh, And it is important that we train and we understand. uh, And I want to understand white rage, and I'm white, and I want to understand it. So what is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America. What caused that? I want to find that out. I want to maintain an open mind here, and I do want to analyze it. It's important that we understand that, because our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and Guardians, they come from the American people. So it is important that the leaders, now and in the future, do understand it. I've read Mao Zedong. I've read, I've read Karl Marx. I've read Lenin. That doesn't make me a communist. So what is wrong with understanding having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend. And I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers, of being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. That was started at Harvard Law School years ago. Once you listen closely to what he's saying, you get it. He knows it's Marxist theology. He wouldn't have thrown the part in about Mao or Lenin. He was defending the book... Being a part of the Chief of Naval Operations Professional Reading Program, it's a reading list that's meant to help sailors learn about leadership. What, to prepare them to run the next USSR? It's brilliant what they're doing. They're pretending this is about race. How dare you criticize our anti-racist efforts? Nobody's got a problem with anti-racist efforts. But it's the pro-communist ones that are the problem. Folks... I bring this to you because I I get this text once if I don't get it five times a week. I'm so proud of my fill-in-the-blank here. Grandson, granddaughter, son, daughter. They're going off to fight for the country, joining the military. And I think, oh, God, no. After Obama's purge of the top leadership, and folks don't understand, they're gone. They figure, oh, well, you know, these military guys, they're red-blooded Americans. That's a good place to go. No, those guys were purged by Obama. They are gone. The military is rapidly becoming one big Marxist indoctrination camp, complete with purges. This is why they started with the purge of the National Guard, going through and searching out people's politics to look for radicalization, which, remember, under Lloyd Austin, included being pro-life, having a biblical worldview, supporting Trump, disagreeing with de- with gay marriage because you have a biblical worldview. I'm no longer certain that if you love your country and want to serve it, you can do it through the instrument of the American military. They simply won't let you love your country or your freedom or your free enterprise system. In fact, given the propaganda in what's being distributed, and by the way, critical race theory is all throughout the military right now. I could do a week of podcasts on all the places it is. But I'll leave you with this. When it comes to the left, you always have to ask the question, not just what are they doing, but where are they going with this? Are they, and it's a legitimate question at this point, given what critical race theory actually is, thinly veiled Marxism, are they preparing to turn the military on the American people or just break it to the point where it no longer functions to defend us? Up next, 
other big things that happened this week. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Speaking of the military, this is a week I'll always remember. One of the most shocking in my 15-year radio career. The week I learned that along with the Health and Human Services Department, the Pentagon, the National Institutes of Health, and Anthony Fauci's NIAID, that Google was funding Peter Dasick's research through Echo Health Alliance. Echo Health Alliance basically did one thing. Gain-of-function research, teaching deadly viruses that never on their own would jump from animals to humans to do exactly that. He would partner, alternately, with Chinese scientists in America and then Chinese scientists in China when that kind of research was banned in America. Everybody wanted a piece of the action. But they all wanted to hide their contribution. So they passed their money through DASIC's organization, including, God, this is terrifying, the Pentagon, $39 billion worth. Now, Google denied they funded this research, but they lied. Peter DASIC, in an explicitly gain-of-function research paper at the end, thanked them for their sponsorship. They'd been funding it for 10 years. Keep that in mind as I discuss the shocking news break this week that Google, which, remember, censored any mention of the origins of the COVID-19 virus as a conspiracy theory. Turns out the whole time they were funding the darn things. Tucker Carlson, I thought, got the break of the week after the National Pulse found out that Google was paying alongside the Pentagon for the creation of this thing. We learned who it was that decides at Google what gets censored regarding COVID. Care to guess? That'd be Peter Dasick, head of the Echo Health Alliance. The very guy channeling funding. $125 million bucks from the Pentagon and Fauci and the Department of Defense through that Chinese lab. Or maybe one of the 71 others that former CIA chief and former Secretary of State under Trump, Mike Pompeo, warned us, are still operating in China, still experimenting with coronaviruses, making bioweapons. It's all good. No need for curiosity. When you look at what else DASIC and Google censored, it truly is terrifying. Remember, Google censored any sort of information on hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, which we would learn in the last two weeks are resoundingly effective treatments for COVID. They essentially got them banned from use by doctors. So make the disease 
ban the cure, censor anyone who advocates it so that the public won't know. It's truly terrifying if you think about it. We've had, again, two studies come out this week showing 100% increased survival rate from using hydroxychloroquine and another showed a 200% success with hydroxychloroquine. Yet Google and DASIC censored it. At some point, folks, you got to start to think none of this is an accident. There's no oopsie here by people handling a major pandemic for the first time. These people were driving a maximum death toll, maximum damage to the economy, total takeout of Trump. They're still doing it, which leads to the next most shocking story of the week. A story that proves that scientific inquiry has been dead, gone and banned in the world by America, whose chief export these days via our tech company is totalitarianism and censorship. It's the story of Dr. Robert Malone. If anybody knows about the danger levels of mRNA vaccines, it'd be Malone. He invented them. Malone was alarmed to learn that the COVID vaccine would be given to people under the age of 18. He said it's too dangerous to give it to them. And anyway, it's not warranted. They're not at risk. And he begged public health agencies not to do it. Interestingly, Malone's warnings are one of the reasons that the British health system's advisors have advised against giving the vaccine to kids under 18, calling it too dangerous. And saying this week, this is incredible, that they're actually going to look at the death and injury stats from American kids first before deciding to give it to theirs. That's what a country that loves and cares for its children does. This isn't that country. So what happened when Malone created a YouTube video? Remember, Google owns YouTube warning parents and governments not to give his vaccine to kids. They canceled him. They deleted it. That's right, folks. That's Google. There for the creation of the COVID, possibly funding the whole thing, blocking any knowledge of the treatments. And then when one of the treatments they told you you should use turns out to be more deadly than we thought, denying parents that knowledge through censorship. That's what makes the censorship of Dr. Robert Malone such a big story this week. It shows you where we're going. That scientific inquiry is dead. Because American tech companies that increasingly control the planet's debate simply won't allow it. By the way, the Malone story was only covered by the UK Daily Mail and Tucker Carlson, among mainstream media outlets. Everybody else blacked it out. Finally, in our last big story this week, we now have a new biological definition of what it means to be female. Thanks to the Olympic Committees of America and New Zealand, this new definition is something worth paying attention to because it's going to reverberate throughout our societies. Here's why it's significant. It's a standard biologically born females can't ever achieve. And that's what's so unfair about it. The new standard set by the Olympic Committee is this. Having less than 10 nanomoles per liter of testosterone in your body for 12 months, Because former male, now female, Laurel Hubbard met that, Hubbard will be able to compete in the weightlifting competition for New Zealand at the Tokyo Games. Here's the soul-crushing irony of that that will destroy women's sports. 10 nanomoles per liter is at least five times more than a biological woman. The only way a woman can get her testosterone that high is by heavily doping, which we just saw a runner kicked out of the Olympics for this week.
she claimed she ate a beef sandwich. Whatever the case, why not just set the testosterone level for men who want to compete as women at the same level a typical woman walking around would have? Because they can't. It's almost impossible for a man to get his testosterone level that low through hormone dosing or really any other way. So in order to allow transgender women to participate, they had to set the acceptable testosterone level at at least five times more than a biological woman. It means the death of women's sports. The rules themselves give biologically born males a built-in advantage women can never hope to match. And that brings us to the story of the supposedly outrageous exclusion of CeCe Telfer from the women's track and field event at the Olympics. A leftist outrage outcry went up because CeCe didn't make it. According to World Athletics Guidelines, transgender runners, track and field, have to get their testosterone below five nanomoles per liter. That's two and a half times what a typical woman has. For 12 months, Telford tried, but couldn't pull it off, even with the two and a half times advantage, and won't be running. This is what passes for discrimination. Y'all, have you noticed the curious absence? Since the left demands, we believe that male bodies and female bodies are exactly the same. Have you noticed the curious a- absence of any transgender born female to males participating in this Olympics? It's because they can't. They can't compete against men. Their bodies are different. They're not built for it. Which I guess means women will be relegated to their proper place. Not on the podium. Behind it. Perhaps sweeping the place up after a competition they never stood a chance in. Thank you for listening to the Battleground America podcast this week. Please subscribe and share it with like-minded friends and family everywhere. in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 